Hi and welcome to the Bookkeepers podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm in South Wales. I'm joined by Joe Wood and Kent. Hi Joe, how are you? Hi Zoe, I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited for today's session. I can't wait Me to get started. Too. Yay! Well, we're really excited to be joined by Andrew and Pete today, who I'm guessing are in Newcastle. Where are you guys? Yes. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening and watching. Yeah, we are sat in Newcastle at the moment and it's the sun is actually shining in Newcastle today as well, Ooh. which is great. Oh, nice guys. Well, look, thanks so much for joining us today. We, we're really excited because you guys are come, come and talk to us during Bookkeepers Bootcamp in September as well. So there is more of Andrew and Pete to come, but we just couldn't miss the opportunity to have a chat with you today because we want to talk about your event, which is coming up. And your, your background is in marketing and marketing is something that is really challenging for bookkeepers. When I started a bookkeeping practice, I know Joe's been on this journey too. It is really hard to stand out in a space where we think we are quite traditional and we need to be very serious and, uh, and it's quite difficult to know how to handle that. So we thought we'd have a little chat with you about why marketing is important and how we can stand out. Before we do that, though, do you want to start by just telling us who you are? Yes. yes, absolutely. So we are Andrew and Pete, and we always sit this way around as well, if you're watching us on video right now. And basically, we like to help small business owners, one-man bands, service providers like bookkeepers grow their business and just live that dream business that they really, really want. We are completely anti-hustle. We believe that you can grow and scale your business without having to work all the hours of the day. Running your business should be fun, it should be an enjoyable task, not something that's daunting and scary and stressful and overwhelming. And basically, we've been going about 10 years and we've learned a lot in that time. We've struggled with, we, you know, we've never actually had a job. Like, we've always been entrepreneurs, like, ever since we left university. And we've learned so much over the years. We've worked with thousands of small business owners. We run a membership, we've got an event. Uh, we've worked with big brands because they like to get in touch with our audience uh, and users because we create awesome content to help small business owners. We have a YouTube channel. Um, and that's, that's about, about it. it in a yeah. nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's all you do. Well, I, I mean, I've, I've been a member of Atomic for a long time. And we were just saying before we started that we met at a Janet Murray conference, although I didn't know who you were. <laughs> Yes, we were like the only two guys at a Janet Murray conference sat there awkwardly and you were so nice you came and sat next I to was so, I was awkward I think people think that I'm like a really like a massive extrovert but I was really nervous at that time I didn't know who to talk to so um it was just nice to know there were some nice guys on the table and someone's just commented actually to say um that Atomic has helped them so much because I think oh. you know I watch your videos on YouTube and anyone who um isn't following Andrew and Pete go and have a look because uh, their YouTube there's it's just so helpful you just approach things in a way and that blows my mind sometimes so um love my little oh. weekly Andrew and Pete video um so so marketing for bookkeepers when we're in this really traditional space um what what are your tips for people who are like trying to stand out without like feeling like they're going to do something that makes a bit of a mockery of what they do because I think that's I was definitely worried about how serious should I keep this is it okay to really be myself you know what we love speaking to industries like bookkeeping and I feel like the first thing that we need to say to you guys is that bookkeeping is not boring like bookkeeping is not boring numbers are not boring 
And most people that are in business that need your services need to know their numbers better than what they currently do, hate doing their numbers, and like want people to help them with that. So it's like, this is a really interesting, potentially fun industry to do marketing in. And it's always interesting to us when like bookkeepers say that it's a boring or like traditional kind of industry. Because like to us, like me and Pete, we do not enjoy doing our books at all, right? <laughs> Let's put it out there. We wouldn't necessarily call ourselves numbers guys at all. However, we um, we work with a bookkeeper. We work with an accountant as well. And, and it's fascinating. It's like really a fascinating topic. And you can approach it probably in a lot more interesting way than what you think. And it might seem like boring and traditional and, and obvious to you. But to like most business owners, it's like numbers are either like hard to manage, a little bit scary. And if you can find a way to approach that in a more engaging way, then it can actually be an easier thing to market than say an industry like marketing, where mm. everyone is creating content around marketing and growing online. And how do yeah. you stand out in that? It's true. And we actually had a really interesting discussion the other day with somebody who was so adamant against social media because they just presumed that you had to act like a clown to basically get attention and, and be seen. And they were saying, you know, we don't want to act like a clown. We don't want to like be in, um, what's the word? Um, like not themselves. Yeah, yeah, like inauthentic yeah. and, you know, act like an idiot basically to get attention. And they weren't willing to sacrifice their like, morals for that and we're like so baffled by this because there's only like they, like they're taking like one person who does that and like applying that to the whole like our bookkeeper our accountant they don't they don't dress up they don't do crazy stuff they just talk about their daily life and they talk about what they actually help people with and that's kind of interesting and we're, we're, when we're checking our bookkeepers we just want to know somebody. We want to know that they know their stuff and we want to get to know that person so that we can trust them. And that's all it is, basically. And if we can recognize that, then we don't have to be scared. And another point there is that engaging content doesn't mean silly content. Mm -hmm. Like that's one way to get attention. Absolutely. And there are people that are very successful doing that. But is that the only way? No, we could list a gajillion. That's an actual figure, by the way. A gajillion. <laughs> <laughs> As bookkeepers, you'll know this. Uh, a gajillion <laughs> other people that have grown their audience, get great engagement just because they have found other ways to get attention. You can be extremely in-depth with what you teach. You can create the longest, most informative, actionable content out there. You could be incredibly intriguing or interesting and you could capture people's attention using stories. You could go for fun jokes that aren't silly. You could use wit, you could use humor. You could, um, uh, what else could you do? Like there's, there's so many different ways mm -hmm. that you could actually get attention. And I think like what it comes down to is that you are not teaching people how to do their books. And it's like, that is not what you need to be creating content on. You need to be yeah. teaching people how to use the numbers to 
grow their business. Like that is what people want at the end of the day. And that is incredibly engaging. And yeah. You could, also, you could also find other ways to draw people in as well. Like basically, you know, you don't have to talk about just numbers and just bookkeeping and, and things like that. You can talk about anything that your potential customer would be interested in knowing. For example, you know, you don't have to talk about bookkeeping, but you could talk about how to make more money. Mm-hmm. You know, all small yeah. business owners want to make more money. If you're trying to attract small business owners, why not interview marketing people like us and build up a community of people that need help? And then who are they going to come to when they need bookkeeping? You, because they trust you. You've helped them. And, Sorry, and that's really it. No, that's 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 it because people buy people don't they 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 you're not going to go to somebody for these services if you don't like them so what we we tend to say is that being you is your superpower whether it is like get your personality across whatever that is don't i i don't teach anything about bookkeeping on I, I never write about the end of the tax year i never write about you know oh it's it, you know, it's that time of year, get your payment on accounting. I don't, I, I ignore that. People know that's what I do. And mm-hmm. I put things out like, so recently me and me and Zoe were judging other bookkeepers. So I was like, well, must be pretty good because I'm judging other bookkeepers. But I don't actually tell anyone because they don't want to know. They don't care when the tax year is or they, they just want the work done. So I tend to just be me. And I share, talk about my kids. I talk about my Yorkshire puddings. I talk about the fact that I, like to have a gin at the weekend and I try what my job is I see and I don't know if you agree with this but I want to put so much of me out there that I repel the people that I'm not going to get on with that's how I like to use marketing I want to attract the people that think she's my kind of person and I want to get rid of the people that aren't my kind of person and I but this is this is a bit of a this is like the personal branding thing I suppose rather than the the business branding and I think people see it as very much your one or the other whereas I just kind of merge the two and I don't ever talk about bookkeeping but oh. am I missing a trick can no. I just chip in because I this is interesting because I felt like like I just said well, I, well as quite, I'm quite an introvert really and funnily enough um but my safe place when I started marketing actually was to answer the questions that I was getting about bookkeeping like what do I need to know about this and and I used to blog and that's how I ended up writing know my number know your numbers so I it really for me that was my comfort zone of how do I start marketing and what I'm curious about is what on earth do you do? Because we're talking about sharing yourself, like getting yourself out there. And this is the biggest challenge. The visibility part is mm-hmm. terrifying. It, you know, you're so worried that someone's going to say a bad thing about you or leave a bad review or say something horrible on social media. What can bookkeepers do if they're like, they feel like they know they need to share this stuff, but they're not ready to do it? Yeah, I think what everyone needs to realize is that nobody nobody is just able to do this kind of stuff nobody is able to be really good on camera straight away nobody is able to be kind of super engaging straight away and that's okay like if you go and look at like some of our first videos that are still up on youtube it's like we're really bad on camera and it's a little bit awkward and it's a little bit cringe and nobody nobody is great unless you're like an actress or an actor or or something like nobody is good at that And also, like, when you're starting to grow your audience as well, people aren't judging you. 
And if you have a smaller audience anyway, because you are just growing it, you don't have like a ton of people like looking at you and judging you anyway. I think what is important is to like just push yourself slightly out of your comfort zone and like, okay, like today I might not be ready to go on and do like an Instagram live and talk to some randomers on the internet for like a full hour. What can I do today that just feels a little bit uncomfortable that once I've done it, um, if I realize it's not that bad. And then the day after, okay, I can push myself out of my comfort zone kind of a little bit more, post something else, reveal a little bit more about me. And it's not like you need to like reveal everything about your life, but just letting people in a little bit, letting people get to know you and just always operating slightly outside of your comfort zone is kind of something we're big advocates for. And that's not just in personal branding, that's in like everything when it comes to like growing a business. If you're operating just slightly outside of your comfort zone, like that's where that's where you grow. Yeah, I think it's just adding to that. It's just un- honestly like that continuous improvement is is really what's needed. But I, I think people get put off by content because they feel like an imposter. They feel like people are judging and they they get they get caught up in their own head thinking that what if someone comments and, and you know, you know, what does this make me look bad? Or if I say something and another expert disagrees, they get they get really caught up in their own head about that stuff. And I don't know if you've ever heard of the spotlight effect, but basically people think more people are paying you attention than what they actually are. Like people don't really don't care. And 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 that's like really disheartening in some ways, but also kind of motivating in others. It's like just do what you do, just say what you want to say. And over time, you're going to improve. If we look back now at our past content, we would we would disagree with some of the things we, we maybe said, or we could elaborate further, or we could go more in depth, but it doesn't matter. Nobody called us out and called us a fraud. You just have to do it. And it's the doing that is the tough part. Now, the thing that I'd recommend is just the, the next step for everybody after this, the first thing everybody needs to do is one really, really simple thing, right? Just make time. Like, that's it. Like, just put time in the diary. And that time needs to be incrementally getting bigger and bigger. So here's the deal. If you start with just a few hours a week, like, on a Friday morning, but make that, like, non-negotiable you can never ever book a meeting in that time you can never skip that time if something happens and you die and you come back to life later like that time you're back in the diary you need to make up for that time right that's the way you're going with that one uh, there's no excuse and 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 that time needs to get bigger so after a while that needs to be four hours not two that needs to be a full day of content, not one, uh, not half a day, and so forth. And if you can do that, you are guarantee- guaranteeing that you're putting content out there. You're guaranteeing that you're making relationships, building an audience. And look, like, here's the deal. At the end of the day, the more content you create, the bigger your audience, the more people that trust you, the more in demand you are. And that is huge because what does that mean? Well, it gives you options. It gives you um, confidence. It gives you the ability to raise your prices and do less work. 
it gives you the ability to outsource because you have raised your prices because you are so in demand. You know you, that you can turn down a low paying client because you're going to get a higher paying client. You've got the demand there. And this is the kind of confidence that is going to grow your business. And that's the real, that's the real crux of this. You don't create content for the sake of it. And I know a lot of people do, but if you create content to create demand, that gives you the freedom to do anything you want in your business. And that's where the real power comes in. I love that. Um, Catherine is, is watching and Catherine's just commented and says that she says she's read that only about 14% of your followers actually see your posts. Disheartening, but it means no one's judging. No, that's it. I think we feel because we're on the other side of it, we feel like we're banging on and on and on about the thing that we do. But actually, people are only seeing a really small proportion of that. So actually, if you feel like you've gone on about it too much, you probably need to do an extra post. About yeah, exactly. It. That's, that is also why you probably should be posting more than you currently are, sending more emails than what you currently are, um, just being more visible than what you currently are. Sometimes you do like sales launches and on the last day, like we've done an email every single day, we're posted every single day. And on the last day, people still go, oh, what's all this about? And we just seen your email <laughs> and it's like, where have you been? <laughs> But yeah. yeah, like not everyone sees your stuff. It's only you that you're you're the only person that sees all of your content. Yeah. And yeah, we have to get out of our own way, don't we? Our our egos or our insecurities like really just cloud our judgment. And actually, you know, no one, no one that is they they've seen you like this quick. 0.1 that if but if they're interested they'll stop and take a look and not everyone that's stopping to take a look is taking a look to judge um and it's and it's funny isn't it because i've had that i mean i am not the most consistent but i have you know facebook is my platform and i just i do tend to do more engagement rather than you know maybe putting th things out there i'm always chatting and i'm always around but i might not be as consistent so he's really consistent and really good and i think I need to get more consistent and then as well, but I'm consistent with my engagement. But it's funny how that sometimes I will go to a wedding and see somebody that I haven't seen from school for 20 years, maybe. And um, they will they will go, oh, my goodness, you're doing so well. And I'm like, you have never once liked a post and said <laughs> yeah. anything. We've not spoken for 20 years. And it's funny, isn't it, that, you know, you think, so yes, we think hardly anyone's watching, but also there are some people that are watching from afar and yeah. they do talk about you. And I might get a random, um, you know, someone will phone up and say, oh, I was speaking to so-and-so and they said that you're the person, you're the go-to person. And you're like, wow, so that message does get out there. But, okay, so marketing, are we only talking about social media? Is that the only way that you can be marketing your bookkeeping business? No, like definitely, definitely not. Actually, like social, social, like social is is very powerful. It's like it's like don't get us wrong. I feel like there is a massive emphasis placed on like social being the best way to do it, and you have to be like on all the platforms, and you have to be like super engaging and, and all of this. And, and like it's not true. And I think like the problem with social media is that it's not your platform. Like you don't own it. There can be an algorithm change, and then it it's gone. It's gone. Yeah, that that reach that you, that you had yesterday might not be there tomorrow. So like for us, like growing an email list, and I think especially for bookkeepers, if you are growing an email list of potential clients, it's like that is going to be your biggest marketing asset. 
and we would always say like don't be everywhere on social like pick a platform that's really good for, for you and, and your audience and to be honest like when we're talking about bookkeepers like you could probably make a case for any platform being good for your audience so we would say um pick the one that you enjoy the most because that is where you're probably going to be more more consistent yourself and want to create that content so if you really like being on camera like do youtube like if you don't like doing that then maybe instagram or one of the other twitter or one where it's like more text based is better for you but like grow the email list grow the web traffic and like that is the best way to market yourself it's not all about like hopping on TikTok. it's not all about like pointing at reels pointing at figures at words popping up on the screen and doing reels it's like they're all gimmicks that can work if you if you do it well but don't 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 like feel bad about yourself if you're not like a super social social person we definitely don't talk about email enough. Um, we we've been talking about it with on one of our courses. Joe and I've been doing some content today, and um, and we're like email is massive, and we really haven't touched it. And Catherine's actually just asked a question, and she said, with an email list, how do you encourage people to sign up, and how much is too much with what you send? Okay, so how to encourage good people question. to sign up? You need just a really good lead magnet. It's called. So mm. it's just like a little. People call it like an opt-in bribe or just something, something that you give away for free in exchange for an email address. And that doesn't have to be overly complicated. And like to be honest, the the more simple but super practical lead magnets are often the be better ones. Like, for example, one of our best performing ones was a sales proposal template. And we literally just took our own sales proposal template we were doing a youtube video on it one day and we thought this would make a really good kind of template uh a, a lead magnet to give away so we just made a template of it it took us less than an hour probably to create the whole thing and like people loved it and like in the past we had done really complicated webinars we'd done really complicated like edited videos and it was too much like we were giving away too much and just something really small and specific for bookkeepers it could be like some kind of financial it depends on the type of business you're serving it can be some kind of financial template or like 10 ways to do something very specific with your numbers or something like that yeah i've just i've just produced one um five ways to reduce your anxiety around hmrc and it was you know know your references know your dates um know know your numbers um, like really, really simple. Just and then and then a little place for them. They could print it out and put. You know who who remembers their accounts office reference and their paye reference. And then you're always yes. trying to find it all the time. But this is a PDF that you could fill in and save on your desktop and have all those fat numbers and company numbers, everything that you need, all in one place. That. It's really simple. And I just I just made the titles and they've got to fill it in. But no one does it. So yeah. So something like that is a great. A great freebie and another one we've done recently is like a glossary of terms like yeah yeah, all yeah, of yeah. The accountancy terms and what it means but it, explaining it in english really really dumbing it down um simple yeah it's like what just think what are the biggest pain points your customers have um we haven't done our own filed our own um accounts for a while now but i remember before we had a bookkeeper like just the process of trying to do it for myself it was a full day job and it was painful it was absolutely painful i would have probably paid 
for uh, some kind of guide on how to do it myself. Yeah. Um, so you, you do need to think like, where are your customers? Like, do they have a bookkeeper at the moment? And you can maybe look at your historic clients that you've brought on to kind of get, get a good idea. Like, are most of people coming to you that don't have a bookkeeper? If so, like, get them at that pain point. Like, so I don't have a bookkeeper. These are my pain points. If they do have a bookkeeper, then you can start thinking about, okay, they've already got a bookkeeper, but we want them to maybe switch to us. What pain points do they have at that stage? Um, what I'd say just on quickly on the email thing as well, like the first lead magnet you make might not be the best and it might not get that many mm -hmm. signups. Um, we've had about a gajillion. Um, <laughs> and, and basically, you know, you've got to keep trying new things to see what works mm -hmm. best. Uh, the other part of that question was what, uh, how, how much is too much, basically. So there's lots of trains of thought on this. And essentially, it's as often as you can make valuable pieces of content, I would say. So, but no less than no less than weekly. Mm -hmm. So if you're sending fortnightly or monthly emails, like there's barely any point. People forget about you after a week. Um, I think plus, especially because they're not opening everyone. That's yeah. what you have to remember. Like not everyone is opening every email. If you do a monthly newsletter, like it might be like four or five months before somebody opens the email. It's like, that's crazy. Also on email though, you don't have to think of it as these huge things that you need to like produce. And yeah. I know like kind of the MailChimp kind of way of doing it is having like this really fancy template. You need images, you need buttons, you need like all these different features. And it's like, it doesn't have to be like that at all. Like our emails are plain text. They're like a hundred words, maybe a link, maybe a video to something. Sometimes not even that. It's just like giving value in email in your inbox. Yeah. Like we're not a big fan of like the newsletter type emails. If we're totally honest, they take too long to make and people just skim them. And you've got all these links in there. It's like, there's not one main thing that you want people to click on. Also, if they think about this idea of, uh, we, we call it building brand equity. So you, you, you essentially share valuable or helpful or entertaining content and that builds brand equity. They get to like you and trust you. And then you release that equity by selling. And basically we see social, we see content, we see email like that. So you give value and then you ask, you give value and then you ask for a sale. So basically the more emails that you send, the more equity you build and the more you can release. If you send an email every fortnight or every month, you don't build up much equity. And if you feel guilty about sending a sales email because you've only sent one helpful email, then you're only gonna get to sell once every month or every two months. So the more emails you sell, uh, the, the more emails you give value on, the more emails that you feel better about selling with, it eases that anxiety in your own head. I love that. I hadn't really thought about it like that. I, I, like the call, I completely know what you mean about not having too, like an overwhelming number of call to actions, calls to action in your email. And I think that's something we've learned. We've been like, oh, there's so much going on. There's this and this, and here's a button and a picture of this nice thing. Actually, the, the ones that are much more successful, where people actually click on something, are the ones where we're like, hey, we've got this podcast. We've had the great chat with Andrew and Pete this week. You should go and have a listen. And people are more likely to go and do that one thing because we're directing them to do just one thing. So, yeah. um, and I, but I love the idea that you're 
building the trust by being there, giving them something really helpful. And then when you go and say, actually, I have this thing and you might want to find out more about it, people are more likely to go, oh, yeah, OK, they're quite helpful. This might be a good thing to have a look at. Yeah. That is that is an accounting equation there, the whole brand equity thing. I'm totally on board with that. I can now understand the formula. I'm, I'm up for it. There we go. We're speaking your guys' language. There you go. <laughs> um, right. Well, so you guys, uh, so you've given us lots of value. And thanks for answering that question about the emails. That's got us all thinking, I think, today. Um, you guys have got an event coming up. And I'd love it if you could tell us a little bit about it. Because I'm Joe and I are coming along. We're super yeah. excited. and um, do you want to tell us a bit about what you've got coming up? Yes, we cannot wait to hang out with both of you guys, by the way. So the event is called Atomicon. It is back in November. You can attend in person or virtually. We are really excited for to be able to do an in-person event again. We It was meant to be um, last April. So last April, we had to take it online. And then it was going to be this April. But then we um, postponed that till November. So November in Newcastle, we are doing an in-person actual be able to like touch each other if you want to do that um, <laughs> event where it's gonna it's for small business owners, just like bookkeepers, and it's gonna give them digital marketing skills, it's gonna give them sales skills, it's gonna give them new connections, it's gonna give them inspiration, and it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's uh, it's headlined by Dragon's Den TV star Deborah Meaden. Uh, we also have, which is pretty exciting, we also have um, some amazing, amazing world-class speakers, like some of the best in the world. We've handpicked like the best speakers from all the hundreds of events, the gajillion events that we've been to. <laughs> and uh, we know they're going to just mind blow you away. I just blow you away. Um, so you know what, as well, I think, I think the real of coming to an event like that's going to be on this caliber and this scale is just the the inspiration and confidence and remember before we were saying about how demand gives you confidence confidence gives you that ability to outsource to raise your prices to push harder to create content because you feel more confident about yourself and an event does the same thing it's it's getting you fired up it's helping you to break through those confidence plateaus that are just causing you to like stay still if you've if you've earned like the same amount the last few years or roughly the same amount like you need to do something to level up and it's gonna it's gonna mean you need to do big change and if you want to do that you need to get yourself fired up inspired and learn what's gonna do that so in 2015 we had been got we had been running our business for a few years and we had kind of felt like we had plateaued and pete spotted this event in the states called social media marketing world which is in san diego and we somehow financially made it work it felt like the most expensive thing ever <laughs> we for scraped us. together like money. we scraped together the money to to fly over to san diego to attend this event the tickets were like i think the tickets were like almost a thousand dollars you're one thousand yeah. five hundred dollars each um because we like got them really late in the day didn't we yeah and it just blew our minds. And like attending that event and taking ourselves out of our comfort zone and just surrounding with like-minded people, like people that were doing better than us. It was like, oh my God, like what have we been doing for like the past few years? And then uh, every year since we have been able to go back apart from this year, which sucks because it wasn't on. Um, but every year since we go back and it just reinvigorates our business 
and we were sick of like flying to the states and we were like why isn't there an event of this scale with like these awesome speakers like here in the uk so that's why we wanted to do Atomicon. Like we wanted to give as many people that experience at a much lower price point <laughs> without like international flights. So yeah, that's what Atomicon is all about. I would love to see you guys there. Yes. So well, what's we the are date? Oh, sorry. I was, I was just going to say, although Joe and I are flying, flying. so they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is. We, yeah, it is much. I've, I've never flown into England before from England. This is so, this is a whole like new concept. At least you're coming from another country, Zoe. <laughs> um, so the date and the times, and what can people like? Okay, because some bookkeepers are a bit nervous, but they're going to be thinking, this isn't for me, this is for people that are bigger and better and further and that have done more and I'm, I'm too new for this what would you say to those those guys yes okay so the date is November the 9th this year so like in a few months time and it is absolutely fair like all of you bookkeepers right it was it was made designed especially for you all of our speakers know exactly what your pain points are they know exactly what's going to help you to grow and that's that's why you need to come um if you feel like you aren't good enough, if you feel like this is for someone that is bigger or more experienced, like just wipe that from your mind. If you are just getting started, if you've been going a few years, if you're not like a multimillionaire, like you're gonna love this event, right? If even if you're making just a few hundred pounds a month and you want to get inspired to to get more sales to to build that business, then this event is really, really gonna help you. Like it's designed for like the one-man band micro business owner, basically. Um, what else could you say in part of that question? There was another part of that, that I wanted to... What do, you, what do you think bookkeepers are going to take from it specifically? What do you think this is going to get them really focused on? Yes. Okay, so back when we... That story that Andrew was saying in 2015, here's how we were getting business. We, we had a monthly email newsletter, which we've just said is a bad idea, we we weren't creating really good content we didn't know what good content was and the way we were getting business was basically going to networking events like hustling to 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 go every like two or three times a week just to get enough clients just appears enough to survive and it was like this constant rat race when we went to this event we realized that there's so many better and more efficient ways to grow the business and make more money and grow the audience, grow the demand. And it not only showed us those skills, but also gave us the confidence to actually go and do them. And that's the real key. So if you're a bookkeeper and you are relying on referrals, if you are relying on networking, that is not a sustainable or ever growing way to grow. If you don't have a referral next month, like, where, where are you going to get more clients? If you want to grow your team, if you want to outsource more of your work so that you can do less and you can live life a bit more, you know, you don't want to be working every day, every night, every weekend. If you want to do that, you need to find a way to get more clients reliably without relying on referrals because that's out of your control to be able to have the confidence to outsource, to raise your prices, so that you can literally do less but make more money. 
Uh, and as a bookkeeper, like that's what you you want. You should want to do. That is so important because we find so many um, bookkeepers are swapping time for money, and that they haven't they haven't learned that this is actually what they're running is a business in its own right. They yeah. see themselves as a service provider, and that they've just got to keep taking on the work or finding the work, and and exactly that rat race. So I love the idea of that this. Uh, this event's going to help you to stop the hustle, start leveraging your time, start enjoying life. And yeah. um, and if you can, and you're so right, it's the inspiration. It's seeing events like this where you can see that other people like you have done it, build mm-hmm. your confidence so much more than you can ever, you, you can ever get from the in person we have all missed it haven't we we all want to feel that energy in a room where where you're with like-minded people and you're all on the same boat and thinking about the same vision and getting excited i just i'm just so mega excited so um i think so is it a it's a one day event what time does it start what time does it finish so we haven't fully finalized the start and finish times yet but it will be starting around half eight in the morning and it will be finishing around five o'clock um, we do have a pre-party the night before. So most people are coming in on the 8th of November. And then we have like a pre-party the night before. We have an after party the night after. So most people are staying the 8th and the 9th. Newcastle is like the cheapest city for hotels. You can get like hotel rooms for like 30 to 50 pounds um, or even cheaper on some of the hotels. Yeah. Um, Whoa, that doesn't sound like a good hotel. <laughs> No, you know what? It's crazy. Even the the Hilton is like the official event hotel, and um, it's like less than a hundred pounds a night for the Hilton, um, which is like right next to it as well. It's a really nice one as well. Yeah, it's like Newcastle people, especially um, Southerners, <laughs> they are just like blown away <laughs> by how cheap the North is. It's like, yeah, yeah. You go to London, and when we go like... to London, it's like this. That's painful what? for us. It's like what three hundred pound a night for this hotel? What are we doing? I know. I went... <laughs> I went. I, I got a gin and tonic in a bar in London, and it was like forty quid. I was like, "Hang on, I could get a whole hotel room for forty quid in Newcastle." So yeah, it's a fun, cheap city. Um, inexpensive, if, if, inexpensive city. If you if you're worried about that, it's a beautiful place though. It's really nice. It's gonna be fun. And you know what? If if enough bookkeepers can come, if you're all excited, like we can even do like a, a bookkeeper meetup. Yeah, we'd love to do a bookkeeper meetup with you guys. Um, but we would love to do a bookkeeper meetup. I think that would be really cool. And I know there are a lot. We're running an event in September, our bookkeepers retreat, which sold out within nine hours. And we wow. know that there are a lot of bookkeepers who couldn't come, can't hang out with us that day. There are also a lot of our bookkeepers who are in the north and even in Scotland. And I feel like this might be a nice way to meet up. So if we can make it happen, we'd love to do that. Um, okay, I'm really pleased you've said there's a party. That was actually on my list. Is there a party? Um, but my other, my other question is two parties. Um, what are you most excited about, about um, Atomicon? Oh, my God. You know what? There's certain things that we're really excited about that we cannot say because we cannot ruin the surprise. We've got, like, so many things, like, up our sleeve. It's all about the experience. Like we've literally mapped out every second from the moment like you arrive on the plane or <laughs> the moment you enter the building. What happens? Do you know where you're going? How do we make you feel like you're like this amazing person the moment you come through the door? How do we make sure you get to know the right people at the event? How do we make sure you get the most from the learning? Like every single second has been like 
carefully planned out. Oh my um, goodness! Surprises! Yeah. Oh, I'm sold. Surprises! I just want surprises. There's, everything's been too boring recently. I want to be surprised. Catherine has asked, "How will this event work virtually?" So, if somebody really would like to experience this but can't yeah. get to Newcastle and come for the bookkeepers meetup, but oh, yeah. and the party, but if you want to experience uh, everything else, um, how does it work virtually? Yes. So the virtual is not some kind of like second thought kind of thing either. Like we know a lot of our members um, are based in the UK as well. So like we'll have to experience it virtually or we'll want to experience it virtually. Um, so we are putting a lot of thought into the virtual as well. What we can say is it's all going to be live streamed. So it's not like you you get recordings afterwards. Every um session is professionally live streamed on the day. So you'll be able to see the stage. You'll be able to see the speaker there. It's not just like PowerPoints and like boring Zooms. Um, we do have a lot of stuff up our sleeves for the virtual viewers. We're calling it the virtual experience because there's stuff that we can do for virtual. Like when we had to do it virtually last year, we were like, oh my God, there's stuff that we can actually do virtually that we can't do in person. Like matching people up, like better ways to do networking online. So we want the virtual people to feel like they are at the event and that they are getting all the benefits of the event from like the networking to the fun, to the surprises. It's not just going to be like you're sat at home feeling, God damn it, I wish I was there. This is boring. So yeah, don't worry about that. I joined virtually actually last year and it was brilliant. I mean, I had to run around the kids after the kids at the same time, but I really got a lot from joining. So I'm I'm so, but I really am very excited about being there in real life this year. I think it's going to be amazing. Yes. Um, okay, now tell me about pricing because I know yeah. that you are running a sale on your pricing this week. Yes, so we have a flash sale going up until midnight on Friday where the tickets are only going to be 250 pounds. Um, we do have like an incremental um, ticket price. So the final price of the tickets is gonna be 550 pounds. So it's 300 pounds off um, if you buy before Friday. And I know we've set you guys up with like a special link as well, which um, if you buy through um, Zoe and Joe's link, um, we're going to do a, a little giveaway. And if and everyone that buys through that link, we are going to do a little competition to win a free consultation with me and Pete, where we can talk about your business, we can talk about your content, we can like brainstorm over any kind of issues that you're having or anything that you feel stuck with. Um, we can do a lot in a consultation, can't we? Yes. Yeah. That is absolutely amazing. I think that people will be snapping your hands off. I've seen lots of people uh, saying, someone's saying that they want to come, but they need to organise room shares. You don't need to organise a room share. You can get a room for less than £30. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> More money for partying, like, though. This is a good like point. There is easy hotel. Do you have easy hotels? And I think their rooms are like £10 a night or something like, <laughs> that, like that. I've never stayed in an, in an easy hotel, but... Uh... I think we talk, we talk a lot, you know, we talk a lot about investing in yourself. And I think this is one of those things, isn't it? If you know that the challenge, like the challenges you've set out for us are not being able to find clients, not having the leads coming in ready for the, the months ahead. If you're in that position and you're like, I've been trying so hard to do this stuff. I know I need to do something. I just don't know what the thing is that's going to push me forward. If you're going to be able to be in part of an environment, perhaps come to our bookkeepers boot camp if we um, meet up if we can make that happen. Come and learn from people, see people who are a step ahead of you. 
Also, you know, this is a networking opportunity. You've got a room full of small business owners. Um, yeah. Like this is something that's going to move your move the needle forward in your business. And um, I think that in terms of investment in yourself, if you can get you know more than 50% off the price of something that's going to really make a difference, um, like we're joking about getting flights, it is way cheaper for us to fly than, I know Catherine's watching who's um, big on sustainability, but it is way cheaper for us to fly than to get a train up there. And you know that it doesn't have to cost a fortune. So this yeah. is a really good way to do this and um, to just get learn from all of those experts. I've seen the lineup. It is amazing. You just don't get those people in a room at the same time. So um, I, you know, for us, it was a no-brainer joe and i were like we need to be there um i think that a lot of people are going to learn so much from it and um we really appreciate you doing that giveaway as well for our community oh, I think it's no, be amazing. We'd love to invite your Absolutely. community along and just like hang out with you all <laughs> me and peter are on hand like the whole event just like hanging out all of our hard work is done by that point so we, we're going to be there we're going to be mingling with you all um i think that's what i'm most looking forward yeah, to actually when you talking, asked before like yeah. what we're most excited about just mingling being there people. in the room talking to people again yeah <laughs> other than each uh, other <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's so exciting it's so exciting well we're jealous means me and zoe are actually meeting up this weekend zoe's coming to my house we wow. haven't seen each other since february 2020 and we only started the business in january 2020 so oh we've seen God. each other twice in life real life uh while we've been business uh partners so we've seen each other this weekend but yeah so but i can imagine yeah if you're sitting next to each other all day every day i'm sure you'll be it'd be nice to see other people yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh well we cannot wait to see you and um we, I'm so looking forward to the event. We will um, share this link in our group and we will, yeah, keep talking. Obviously, you are going to be joining us in our Bookkeepers Bootcamp. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're looking forward to that. Yeah. We are. That's so Andrew and Peter are joining us on the Friday, which I think is maybe the 11th of September. So um, if you don't know about that, come and register at um, sixfigurebookkeeper.com slash bootcamp. We've announced the full lineup. I think Joe and I are going to need a proper holiday after that week. It's going to be amazing. We've got so many sessions happening. Absolutely can't wait. And we'll make sure that we share the link. So if you want to sign up for um, to Andrew and Pete's Atomic Atomicon event um, use the link if you're watching this on the stream it's atomic.site slash atomicon hyphen six hyphen figure hyphen bookkeeper bit long we'll put it in the show notes we'll stick it in the comments as well um, but we hope we'll see loads of you there and um, thanks so much Andrew and Pete for the time today we've really enjoyed and we've, we've learnt so much from you I know we have so oh, well, um, we will having us guys it's, it's honestly really our nice. pleasure and thank you everyone for watching and listening and yeah Thanks yes, so fantastic. If any more questions, we're happy to help. But yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.